Hello, everyone. This is Ward again, introing this conversation of albums of 2021. Tyler and I spoke in the first half of this conversation about a lot of our honorable mentions, and then we started getting into our top albums uh, before I interrupted you to end it, just because it was such a long conversation. So now we're back with the second half of that. So enjoy as we really get into our favorite albums of the year. I I have one that I can do that's kind of like a uh, more unknown one because I've, I've not listened to that one at all. Um, as far as uh, that'd be definitely one I'd have to add to my. Yeah, that's fair. I highly recommend it though. I would love to get your opinion on him. But again, it's yeah, it's not. I mean, not one that you know maybe right away. Um, so I have one, and I don't know how much you know. Uh, I okay, so Amberlynn's probably. Even though I'm not, they're they're not the best, but Amberlynn's probably like one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band, just because they're in very influential to. Yeah, they're a band that I saw grow as a band throughout when I started going to concerts. They were actually my second show I ever went to was Amberlynn. They were opening for Reliant K. Well, not they weren't opening; I guess they were like direct support because uh, there are two openers prior to them. But um, so Amberlynn's a band that I just feel like I've journeyed with, and. This next band is, from Indian Lakes is another band uh, I caught when they weren't even signed on a label. They self-released uh, The Man with Wooden Legs, which was like an album they put out. Uh, it, that really sounds like me without you, uh, like for sure. Um, then they end up signed to Triple Crown and, and really got a lot of love there. And I loved what they did because every album from them is different, but it definitely is from Indian Lakes at the same time. And that's what I love about them. Um, the man from Lord Lake sounds different from Able Bodies, and then uh, uh, Absent Sound sounds way different from Able Bodies, <laughs> and then um, uh, who was what was the next one? Um, oh shoot, it's one of the, the trees on the cover, but that one sounds way different, and they would use a lot more keys. So, anyway, I'm a big fan of From Indian Lakes because I feel like they're my new Amberlynn, is what I say, um, because I feel like I've grown with them over the years. And so the the main the main guy of from Indian Lakes is is uh, Joey Venusi, and Joe Van is his solo project stuff. Uh, it's his moniker he uses, and he released a record, a solo record called "Found in the Smoke" this year. Which I already knew I was going to be a fan of it. I <clears throat> I don't do a whole lot of kickstarters for bands or anything um, consistently, like every month. But he's one artist that I still donate to, like every month, because I really like. I, get, I love getting the bonus tracks that he does, whether it be uh, a, a different take on a song, like he'll update the song. Um, he might do a cover song. He gives you like new songs every month. Um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the artists that I, I really like. Um, so yeah, Found on the Smoke came out and it's very, very good. If you like From Indian Lakes at all, I would be surprised if you didn't like it. It has some aspects mixed in from... Uh, the last record, which Dimly Lit, when it came out in 2019, I want to say, is when Dimly Lit came out. It was my favorite record that year. I love Dimly Lit. I still will go back to that record. I love the way it was mixed. Um, it does a really good job of the use of mids, um, especially on some of the guitar work on it. 
but I really, really, really like Dimly Lit. It's like one of my all-time favorite records. Uh, and just from like a production and the way it sounds and, and the soundscape it creates itself um, is very, very cool, very, very unique. So this record, I uh, was excited about, um, bought it. I think I when I pre-ordered it, it gave me like a free like digital copy on Bandcamp. But um, if you're a big Joey Venucci or uh, from a Daily fan, you're going to probably dig this record. Um, it is very akin to as far as of the from Indian lakes work, I guess dimly lit in a, in a sense, but more, more dialed back. Um, not as big as dimly lit, but it sounds very akin to that. Maybe that and absent sounds. Uh, if I was going to describe it from some from, from Indian lakes records. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of Indian lakes. That's- oh, it's um, from Indian lakes. Okay, from Indian Lake. Yeah, so, and yeah. how I, I found about them because there was a band on May's Goodbye Tour called Windsor Drive, and the girl I was dating at the time uh, really liked them, I, as did I. Um, and they were doing another tour, and we had broken up at this point, but they were doing another tour through Pittsburgh at this place called Smiling Moose, which is, it's dope. It has like um, horror movie-themed drinks, and they have that an upstairs cool. venue. That's oh, it's it, it's awesome. They have a nice craft beer selection, and then upstairs they have a venue, and it's like a small ass venue. Like the stage is like one step, and there's your stage. It's great. So I've seen like Aaron Gillespie there. It's very small, um, maybe a hundred person cap, uh, if that. You know, but it's awesome. And so Windsor drive is coming through. And so I was checking most of the time. What I would do is like check out the bands opening for them, like go on Spotify. Do I like this band? What I think of them. And, and, uh, from Indian lakes was one of those bands. I liked them so much live. They were the first, they were the opener. Um, I actually talked to, I didn't know his name at the time, but I talked to Joey and I was like, Hey, I was like, I really like, uh, you know, your bands. Like, do you have anything I can buy as like a CD or something? He had, I still have it. It's um, they didn't have any more CDs because they had sold them all. So it was like a burnt copy in a handmade from Indian Lakes like CD sleeve, and I still have it just because it's it's so cool. Uh, yeah, but I, I told him like literally, literally like I, it's rare like an opening band can really just wow me because you know most of the opening bands are just eh, okay at best, and they were really really good. And I've seen them like every they're like Amberlynn. They're a band I've seen almost on like every album. Um, I haven't seen them nearly as many times as Sam Berlin or every album, but I've seen them enough to see how they've grown as a band over the years. And I've seen them in different settings. Like I one time went to see them in LA and they are doing an acoustics uh, show. So it was just, he brought one of the other bandmates that I think would at least tour from Indian Lakes and he did some guitar work, did some, uh, not some drum work, but like he brought like, a, I think like um, uh, maybe one of those like, uh, <laughs> What, what's what like a drone uh, or djembe, like percussion? The, the, it almost looks like a, if like you're sitting on a like a stool or something, and the drums underneath of you, it's kind of like one of those kind of drums. A cajon, where you're like sitting on a wooden mm. box. Yeah, almost like a box drum or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a. Okay, uh, it brought one of those out. So it was, it was really cool. It was just a neat, a neat way to see them uh, do some of the songs. But yeah, I really dig the record. Um, there is like a, a songwriting element that he brings to the table that I really enjoy. And it obviously shines very brightly in his solo effort. Um, some songs 
he recorded this album right before I think I think right before he left New York and he moved back. He's from like the Oakland, not Oakland, but like that part of California, like near Yosemite, is where he's from, like that area. So like Northern California, and uh, he recorded this um, I think in New York before he moved back, and so it kind of has it has a really cool sound. Um, like I said, really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, you sent me a picture of it. That is that is what they had out there, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's what and, a cajon is. A cajon is a very cool percussion. In yeah, and it works really well with the acoustic setting too. Um, but yeah, it, it, really cool record. Uh, very indie. Um, really dig the sound. Uh, I'm trying to look up some more. Uh, and what was the? Because you've been talking about it for a minute. What's the title of this one? Of Again. This one's called Found in the Smoke. Found in the Smoke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has a real this a really cool sound, really cool vibe to it. Uh not not a really long record. Um as far as like the overall length of it, pretty quick. But um if you're a big fan of From Indian Lakes, I guess with I mean, is it doesn't I mean this could have been a From Indian Lakes record and it would have been surprising. It's not like, oh, this sounds nothing like From Indian Lakes. It it definitely sounds akin to it. Um it's just like his solo record, and he does most of the from indie like stuff. I think solo anyway. So, but yeah, it's definitely one of my, one of the ones I wanted to to put in the top. That definitely I don't see a lot of people listening to, but right. uh, it's good. It's definitely worth a listen. Um, nice. I have six records left, so <laughs> okay. Some of them I'll be pretty quick on because because I've 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 talked about them so much it just doesn't make sense <laughs> to talk about them and go on, other than right. like trying to hit some key points, right? And I feel that's the case for most of the rest of mine too. And now we got a chance where we may overlap a little bit more on some of these also. Okay. Yeah. Um. I still I I don't know if I have an album of the year because as we start getting into like my top tops which um mm-hmm. let's see i've i've two i'm counting how many i haven't mentioned right now just to um keep track so it's let's see there's one two three so there's five there's five albums i have not mentioned yet and i i can't tell you whenever i listen to each of them i like that's i'm like ooh, this is this is just my album of the oh my gosh it's amazing so i don't know they 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 kind of like bouncing around as number one these are just like the i guess they are my top five and they're just so good uh but we'll go with um i guess i'll just go with it can i go let me let me do the something similar yeah because this one wouldn't be if i was gonna say like if i was gonna rank them this definitely makes my list but it wouldn't make my like top five list or something like that uh and i could be really quick with it it's another hip-hop record and it's my favorite from this group it's um brockhampton Roadrunner, and they call themselves like a boy band, but it's like a like a hip hop collective, and they've okay. been around for at least three mixtapes. They had like three saturation mixtapes, and then they did, I believe, two records after that. Definitely one for sure, but I think it was two. And then the Roadrunner is like, I think their last record. I don't think they're doing one after it. But I thought they're even though I've I've enjoyed some of the stuff in the past. Um. I thought Rude Run really, really was really awesome. Um, as far as from a song aspect, I felt like they 
some songs that passed for too long or try to get too many verses in and it just didn't work well, or it was like, okay, but you could have done just maybe a little bit of editing on some things. And I thought this, um, was it? it like this, this is like, I don't, it's not perfect, but it's, it's definitely their best effort. It's definitely where everything kind of fits together very nicely. Um, they have a really nice sound throughout the whole record. Uh, it was actually the first record I pre-ordered on vinyl where it was like a year plus until like the actual release date. Cause of my oh, pre-ordered it so long. So long. yeah, it was, it was one that I, I ordered cause it like this released and I don't think the record pre-order came out until like June or something. When it came out, it was like over a year or just short of a year. Cause I don't think it comes out until like July of next year of this coming year of 2022. But at the time it was like over a year, or just right at the year mark. So if I knew I was going to be waiting for it for a long time, it was the first thing I had seen where it was that long out. I was like, what? That's crazy. That's insane. But of course I pre-ordered it cause it's like different artwork. Um, I think it was on clear, which I hate clear records. Like I'm not like a big fan, but versus black and you give me those extra details or whatever, like different artwork. I'm all about that. So I'll just kind of, all right, I'll buy this one versus the regular one. Um, but Roadrunner is a good record. I, I really like it a lot. Um, I'm pulling up some songs right now just to kind of, because like I, I, it kind of helps me go through it. So they use some, the first song I heard from it, they had a feature from Danny Brown. And I really do like Danny Brown. He is very unique in his delivery. He's a rapper I'm going to tell you to listen to at some point. Um, but when you hear Danny Brown, he has like this flow and this squawk about his, uh, delivery that's just way different than anyone you've heard. Um, squawk? Wait, what? Squawk? I don't think it, like a bird. Yeah. No, you just have to hear it. <laughs> and this is the way he like I, I, the woman say you listen to his triple X, which it's funny, and it's basically he was trying to break into the rap game. And triple X is he was turning thirty when he did it, and still not like really broke through ever. And triple uh, X. That came out like 10 years ago in 2011. It was one of those great albums. Like there's a 2011 is a great hip hop year. And that album came out then it was a mixtape and it's just, it, it just gained him notoriety and he's, he's very good. But when you hear Danny Brown, you know, what's Danny Brown. Like he just has such a unique sound in his style that no one else sounds like him at all. And it's good. It's really good. But they did a really good job of like, um, there's a, another song that has ASAP in it. Uh, that, I'm gonna do like ASAP Rocky. It has also says ASAP Ferg, but um, there's some of those songs that just like if hip hop can give you hips, <laughs> which I'm sure it can. Some of these songs can do that. Like "Don't Shoot Up the Party" is really good. Um, it's very the, the hook's super catchy. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very good rap record. Um, it's it's not like a straight up hip hop record. Like it sounds like. Uh, a blend of hip hop and other styles, kind of. It's a collective. It's like as far as like everyone in the band. I feel like that this would be a very good transition record for someone, say, just getting into newer sounding hip hop. And the reason why I say that is you could hear this record and say, like, hey, I hear some alternative influences, and of course, obviously the hip hop's there, but it's not just like a straight up like hip hop or straight up gangster record or anything like that. It's like you listen to it and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I really like Roadrunner a lot. Um, but obviously we never made my number one or anything like that. So that's why I just mentioned that real quick and I know I could go over it pretty briefly. 
it sounds cool that yeah so yeah i definitely want to check that out for sure that sounds really neat it was just when you use the word squawk i've never heard that <laughs> used in someone's delivery before <laughs> so i was like what what yeah <laughs> did he just say squawk <laughs> it's so because uh danny brown um was on the Gambino tour when he broke his leg. This is just when I think royalty was out at that point. Like he released camp and then the next summer he released royalty and he broke his foot. And so he had to reschedule the Montreal date. And so when I, fortunately for me, it was when I was up in Montreal for Gov ball. And so we just went up early to, to go to the Trouch Gambino show. And it's funny cause he brought chance the rapper with him and it, chance wasn't like just released like, um, his mixtape before uh, acid rap was the only thing that he had out at that point. Okay. And, um, I, well, like, I really like acid rap. Like I'm a, I'm a big, like acid rap fan of chance. Rap. I love that record. I love that mixtape. It's like one of my favorite hip hop, um, albums, but, uh, Danny Brown was on that tour, but he wasn't on the Montreal day because of like the reschedule. But, uh, I did get to see Danny Brown with, uh, the neighborhood which actually works really well together. They even did a song on the neighborhoods. Uh, they did like a mixtape that the neighborhood did called black and white. And I don't think it is on the Spotify version when it got released finally. Um, probably cause of clearance, but when they released the mixtape, obviously they released it free yeah. on their own website and Danny Brown's featured on a track and it's, they actually work really well together. Like it's, no, that makes sense. Just just listening to the neighborhood that makes sense to me. The neighborhood's album that came out last year was in my top ten. And again, it was a band I had heard of the neighborhood, but I had never really listened to them. And I really, really like them a lot. Like, that last album was great. And I from what I've gathered, they kind of changed their sound whenever they put out an album. Uh, but I could still see where uh a hip hop artist would would work well with They're, they were good live because i saw them in, when i was in phoenix um i forget who the main opener was but it was just really cool i think danny brown came out to actually do the song with them uh when they because they were the head they were the headliner and then danny was like the the direct support and it was good it, it worked really well together like I, that's why i'm a big I, I, because i listen to so many different genres i like when genres collide like when Turnstile did the hip hop tour with like nine other hip hop acts or whatever. And I don't think they all played the same day. It might've been like six or seven, but I just like different tours to, ex- to expose people to different types of music. They may not listen to otherwise. There might've been people at the neighborhood concert that never listened to Danny Brown or wasn't really into hip hop, but then they get exposed to it. They're like, Oh, that's really cool. I like it. This works really well. And I can see the correlation between the two genres. Um, and vice versa. Maybe you went there seeing Danny Brown, but the neighborhood was like, oh, this is pretty cool. They have some hip hop elements in their music, especially earlier when they first came out. Um, cause at that time they hadn't released that mix. I don't think the second album had come out from them yet. I think it was just black and white mixtape and the first record. But yeah, it, cool. it was a cool, cool tour. So, all right. Uh, and just real quick, and I Googled while you were talking Danny Brown squawks. And the first, the first link that comes up is an article from Pitchfork from 2016. And I'm just looking at like the Google search page. And in that first like two or three sentences, it mentions 
his uh, his signature squawk. Um, then the next uh, the next article, also from 2016, mentions uh, squawks. It says brown shouts, brown squawks. So you are exactly correct. It appears in uh, using that term for him. I had just never heard that before. But yeah, he's so unique. That's that's why I like it's kind of like ODB. Right. Like when you listen to ODB, you, you know, know it's ODB. Yeah, and he's very similar to that. And, and like as far as like um, you like you hear Danny Brown like as Danny Brown, <laughs> but he does a lot of different things. Like he he's not pigeonholed and just. just like say rap music, like he's worked with other artists outside, like Mo on his records, like he's worked with other artists. Um, yeah, I just like what he does and brings to the table and he's he's one to not be afraid to take a leap creatively, uh, creatively and I I like that type of thing, so. Very cool, very cool. All right, all right, so definitely that sounds like something I would like to check out. I like collectives in general. I just think that, that's a cool, I think when groups do that, it's a, it's a cool concept. Uh, so, and that seems to be a very common thing, obviously in hip hop. So I think you would, I think you actually would like Brockhampton. And I, and I think it's that same aspect where I feel like that even if you're not super into hip hop, you can see some other influences in this music, in this, let's say album or another record that they did. And you're like, Oh, okay. I can see the correlation between, it's like an alternative type of hip hop. Where it's not like, you know, Kanye or anything yeah. like that. It's way different than that. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's not that I don't like hip hop. Yeah, and I'm not meaning that at all. Right? No, but I'm just like, in recent years, I fully admit I have not. I just for whatever reason not listened to it as much as I should, and uh, that's that's a fault completely of my own that I definitely need to change. Um, I just. I just haven't. Um, so for me, it, I need to uh, re-enter the hip-hop genre. There's the train. Yep. It's there a late was train the, tonight. There was the train. Um, but, but yeah, no, I definitely want to check that out for sure. So, all right, uh, who's next? I got five. Oh, we're we're right. both at five now, I think. So Okay, so we got five left. Um, so this is one... I don't know if it's in your top 10 or not, but we both really like it. Uh, top, uh, definitely top five for me. Silent Planet, Iridescent. So we're getting into the metal core. Um, and man, I just love this album. I love Silent Planet. Anyways, I've always been a big fan of their somewhat chaotic. Uh, the lead, lead singer, Garrett Russell, his delivery it's it's talking it's yelling it's screaming it's singing uh and he just does such a great job and they also for this genre it is one that the lyrics for this genre are not always all that deep i would say and that's probably true with any genre you got some artists that can go deep and some that don't but like Silent Planet lyrically, their content is so deep. If you pay attention, like they really have something to say and they definitely do it on this album. And it is so in your face and it is so brutal without being violent, which I'll mention that in a, another one of album that's in my top five. 
it's it's so good uh like god i just i i love the i love them as a band but this this is i i think you know i've been going back and forth on this with all their releases but i think this may be my favorite from them because they also have uh, other band members doing some vocals with them singing along and like backup vocals really hits well for me uh just Panapticon. I don't even know if that's a real word before they put it out. It's a great song. I love how it opens. It just hits really, really hard. Um, Alive as a house fire. We've mentioned that on this, on this podcast before. Oh my goodness. Does that hit? It's just, it's such an amazing song. Like, especially I know that was the last episode actually that I forgot to download before. And we talked about how the how powerful the ending of the song was. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's it's just a great album. If you like metalcore or heavier music, they are a band you have to check out. And and let me tell you this. Yeah. I'm not a metalcore guy, and really, honestly, like metalcore, hardcore in that genre, I haven't really been heavy heavily into say like the newer acts in a while. Um, Silent Planet is a band that. Um, I don't know if it was that episode or another, so I'll just kind of be brief. But Silent Plan is a band for me that I had never listened to, but they were um, on the August Burns Red Tour for Constellations. And I was like, all right, well, they completely won me over with their live show. Like, I've never, I had not heard one song other than like maybe on like a Bad Christian like commercial, <laughs> um, maybe where they were promoting it via Tooth and Nail ad. Um, I, and I probably fast forwarded through it, but I had not heard a song from them they won me over live so much like i was like oh my god this is this is really really good and then their merch is sick they have like some of the best merch around like for sure and uh really that's how they won me over and i started getting into the music started listening to the records uh ward is right 100 the message in their music is awesome uh and the lyrics are just incredible and you don't expect this much uh, substance in a metalcore band. I, at least one would not think for consistently being this, um, having this much substance. But very, very excellent band. Um, I cannot wait to get this on vinyl. I still hope we have the die cut little thing on the front. And uh, That would be cool. I don't think we're getting that, but that would be very cool. <sighs> yeah. God, I'm, I'm, I really do like this record. It's, it didn't make my top 10, but it's a record just talking about. I'm really excited about because I really did enjoy this record. Um, but it's one that I could see growing on me and possibly placing on the list. Yeah, I uh, gosh, I just love it. Again, I like metalcore anyway. They're so chaotic at times and just, oh my gosh, they draw you in at the parts that aren't as heavy. Uh and just his delivery is somewhat unique and it's just, and just musically, Oh my goodness. It's gonna, it, it, it just grabs you and it just, it, it kind of beats the hell out of you in the best ways possible. But if you're not a fan of like metalcore, hardcore, you may not fully understand that. Uh, but it's, it's incredible. And they, to me, they took it to another level on this album. And so, yeah, Iridescent is just, 
top five album of the year for me for sure. It came out a little later in the year, so I will admit like it didn't come out till November. So it's one that is still kind of somewhat fresh in my mind. Uh, but oh my goodness, I I want to see them live in a small room. I saw them on a big stage at Furnace Fest in an open field, like late afternoon, and I think that kind of take while it was still a very good live show. It, they're a band that you need to see in a mid-sized venue. That's where that's the best type of venue to see metalcore, hardcore in my mind. And uh, I really, I can't wait for the opportunity to do that uh, because I haven't yet. But this album just, it blows me away. It took me until now to be able to decide, but I do think it is their best work in my opinion. And I cannot wait to see what they do next, but oh my gosh, it, it just hits, it hits hard in all the right aspects of the genre. And uh, it's an album I just go back to since it's come out repeatedly on shuffle or start at song one, listen all the way through. And um, you're going to be tired after listening to it. If you listen to the whole album probably, but it's a good tired. And I mean, it, and it's one of those that the songs, if you listen to it all the way through, it's a true where album is listening to a whole album is still important in a in a time where I feel like that art is somewhat lost. This album is a great example of why listening from track one through, in this case, track twelve, uh, means something. Uh, so, I, and and uh, uh, I don't know if I fully closed my my thought earlier. Um, but me being, like said, not like the biggest metalcore, hardcore fan of current, like say newer or current bands. Um, they're a band that won me over completely um, just with their music. So I think even if you're not a big fan of that genre or never even really listened to it, I still think this band is worth your ear for sure. Yeah, for sure. I highly recommend it. Uh, everyone should check it out. I love this album. Uh, their entire discography is great, but I love this album uh so i think let's uh you go next uh because i've been hitting pretty heavy okay oh uh, I, I knew this one probably no one this one definitely didn't make your top list so i'll talk about it um i mean i don't know for sure but i'm assuming just how we've talked uh japanese breakfast jubilee um did it's, not did yeah not. I, I know I, I had a feeling it didn't but so it this made record, a lot of top uh lists I will say that you, if you Google yeah. like just different uh, album of the year lists, it's on a. It was in top five in most now. of them. Like I think there was one where it was actually like fourteen. I was actually surprised because it was really low, and everything else was like top five or top three. I mean, it was very very high on a lot of lists, and I like it. Um, it's different than Soft Sounds from Another Planet, which another record I really loved. And spe- just while I'm on Japanese Breakfast, I cannot wait for the soundtrack of um, <laughs> hang on just a second as I type everything in uh, sometimes album names escape me and yeah. Uh, Sable. She, she did the soundtrack for that video game Sable and it's okay. awesome. I love it. It's so chill. It's mainly instrumental. There's, there are a few songs with her singing in it, but it's like 30 songs, a lot of instrumentals, a lot of it quick because it's video game music. So it's like sometimes like a minute and a half to two minutes, but it is really cool to just put that that album on and just chill out really um because like, i did that one night i was just chilling put it on and i went through like 
to track 27 or 28 before I even realized, like, hey, I wonder how far along I've been this record. So, um, yeah, love love the record. Um, it's very different from Soft Sounds. I know huh, she's had a great year. I'd say she's probably had one of the best years in music because she released a great memoir, um, Crying in H Mart, about the death of her mom and dealing with that. Great memoir. Um, that is going to be turned into a movie. So she released this album. She did that. She did the video game soundtrack, That's which cool. came out. I didn't know they were it, making a movie off of her memoir. That's really yeah. Cool. It, she's she sold the rights. Um, I, I don't remember which studio, but she's going to have a hand in creating the soundtrack, of course, and also the screenplay. So that's going to be awesome. I uh, can't wait to see how that plays out. I think the the story is awesome, especially she's younger too. Like you don't people lose their parents, but not a lot of us lose their parents that young, uh, especially to cancer and then taking care of them and. And kind of just helping them along through that entire process. Uh, it's great. So she's had, I would say, one of the best years as far as like a musician could have. Uh, this record is is different. It's 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 you know more more I won't say poppy, but more bubbly than her previous efforts. Um, bubbly is a good term for it because to me yeah. it was a little too bubbly sounding. This is going to sound kind of mean, but I had a hard time getting into it. Because it's it's so bubbly to me, it's almost silly. And that sounds. <laughs> and mean. I think I, feel this, bad. I think it's kind of nice. I think that's no. I think that's kind of cathartic in a way because I think that after you've done and gone through that, want to say shit in your life, uh, it, it's kind of nice to have that release of happiness or, uh, in this case, jubilee that they came through. Um, Be sweet was the first single released and i was on board from the, the moment i heard that song like i loved the the driving line in it as far as like the bass line uh the guitar work and everything i just had this nice 80s kind of feel to it um there are songs on this record i don't like but uh there's a coffee shop i visit and i, I mainly go on saturdays just because like my work schedule they close early and I, I'm always out of work by the time they're closed, but I get my, it's the local coffee shop where I get my coffee beans, um, from the, from the local place. I, I get another place in California, but that's neither here nor there. I went to mail a package this week, went to the, um, the coffee shop to, to just grab a coffee. And, uh, he was, he mainly listens to hip hop when I go in, uh, a lot of grime, uh, like from the UK, but, um, he had this record on on Saturday, and I was like, "Yes!" And it was on. I think it was Slide Tackle was playing when I was in in the store, and yeah, I just it, it's a good it's a good record. It's um, it almost seems cathartic in a way, just of everything that she's gone through, uh, say the last few years. So uh, it was probably a great record to write. <laughs> um, but I really like um, told you I like Be Sweet a lot. Uh, Posing in Bondage, I think, is just a phenomenal song. Um, it was probably probably the second favorite on there. I also like Sit a lot, too. Uh, I, th- I thought that one was really good. Um, those are probably my, my favorite. I think Posing, Car- Posing in the Cars might have been on there. Slide Tackle is interesting. It's very poppy. It's very silly in a way. In a way. But I like it. It's very good still. It's just like a, it's just a really... Nice song. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I knew, like I said, I didn't think it was going to make your top list, so I just wanted to discuss it. But nope. 
<laughs> Jubilee. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, there's a whole, uh, thing about when I ordered this record because I ordered it and then I was able to secure one of the signed copies, but it came from like the UK and, or somewhere. I think it was in Europe, but I think it was UK and they didn't pack it well. And when it came, it looked like someone who just kicked my record. <laughs> And yeah, so that was unfortunate. Uh, but oh man, I saw pictures of that. I remember that. Yes, yes. My book signed, so I at least have the I have the signed book. <laughs> so yeah, I I do wonder if because I didn't know the backstory. So I wonder if now knowing the backstory, the album will hit me different. Because I mean, that would was, be interesting. Yeah, it was a very like I listen. I'm just like. Eh, this is not for me. Eh, nope. And then I checked out. So um, I wonder. I, d- I discovered her via a podcast I used to listen to. Well, this doesn't exist anymore. I'd still listen to it. It's, um, it used to be Modern Vinyl. And they would do like a round table where they would bring an album. Um, and maybe it was either an album people knew or one of them wanted to talk about. And they would just discuss that for the episode. So they would talk, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, just kind of depending on like they did soft sounds from another planet. And that's how I found about, about the, her. And it's, it started to be a concept record for that one. Um, like I said, way different sounding. That one's more synth driven, more almost like sci-fi space in a way. And this one's like, I said, just happy, kind of bubbly, kind of poppy. Um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to, to like get your take on it, knowing this about the album now, or knowing that it's, after all these events happened and everything, and she did this record and, and how it sounds to you now, if it hits you a different way. Yeah. I do wonder if maybe it will knowing that background, cause I did not know that before. Yeah. So, um, she's definitely like an artist, you know, she, and, uh, just like beyond. And I think, so I think like she, everything influences her sound, like the art just mm-hmm. writing, the way she does it so like the name jubilee and it being that kind of silly already makes more sense to me now knowing the backstory since you just shared it i just didn't know that before yeah so um that's pretty much all i wanted to say about that record um definitely one of my favorites definitely not my favorite record but something that released pretty early this year i believe i think it came out in I want to say April, but it could have been March. And it, it did stick around all year. Um, yeah, very solid for me. Um, uh, I'll skip. Yeah, no, I mean, that. I'll just real quick, I'll just re uh, just re yeah. say like it's one that has, again, it, it's popped up over and over on, uh, on like, on lists of album of the year. And it actually didn't come out till June. Really? June Holy cow. I didn't 4th. know it was June. It was an album you've probably been anticipating wow. for so long. And I didn't have it super early. Like I know I ordered two copies and I ended up getting, I ended up did, I did listen to it early, but not. Wow. Okay. Wow. I, it seemed like it came out so much earlier than it actually did. Probably because it had been on your radar for so long before it actually came out. <laughs> True. Because like when, when um, B-Suite came out, it's kind of like how I feel like Mitski is going to be this year, 
where Minsky released those first two songs and I was like, I'm in, I'm in for whatever this album psycho is. I feel like I'm going to really like this. Even though I've, I've enjoyed Minsky in the past, but I've never just been like, like Oh man, Minsky. But I feel like that I'm really in on this album cycle. Um, because I think there are four songs out now from it. I think it comes out in February and I just love this direction. This the record's heading. And I think it was kind of the same case with this record too, in a degree. Yeah. I need to listen to those again because I think I listened to like one or two that were out. And again, it was just like, okay, yeah, but it nothing, it didn't stick. <laughs> it didn't stick with me. And I like Nipsky, uh, whereas I hadn't listened to Japanese yeah. Breakfast much. I'd only heard you talk about her a lot, but I haven't really listened to her back catalog. Um, so this was really my first trying to mm-hmm. dive into her. And I was just like, eh. but um, yeah, with the, Soft Sounds is really cool. And if you would ever, if you would ever read the memoir as well, uh, I think that even gives you like even another perspective as far as like the, the music and like, uh, the first cover, like not the album. I don't know the name of the record, but the album before, uh, Soft Sounds from Another Planet came out, that first record. Uh, it's actually her mom on the cover. It's like her mom and her sister, I think, on the cover from when they were younger. I'm not, I'm not, her sister, but her mom's sister. So like her aunt. Uh, psychopomp. Yeah. One word. Psychopomp. Which it's, it's way different. And then she yes. was like in another band called, I think major league was the name of the record of the band. They did two records, I believe. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Um, I recognize the album cover for psychopomp and I definitely reckon, I definitely have seen soft sounds from another planet. I just haven't listened to it. I love soft sounds. It's, it has a very, it sounds very sci-fi influenced um, because it was supposed to be, it was actually supposed to be a concept record um, for this whole thing. And now it, it, it is not that in it the end sense with the title. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. not that in the end because like, I think she dropped that concept halfway through, but kept some of the songs. So it's not like a full concept record, but it has like a sound that kind of carries over throughout the whole piece, which is really cool. And I like it. Uh, I ended up finally ordering that one on vinyl. Um, I got like a smoky orange, which is kind of cool because I didn't have anything smoky orange previously. So Sweet. All right. All right. So, all right. So now let's dive in. I feel like we're more likely going to overlap now going forward. I've been saying that and been wrong. Uh, so, there's one that I have I don't think will overlap, and I think okay. three that will. Okay. So let's see. Um, going back to Metalcore, this is uh, this could almost be my album of the year. I don't have an album of the year. Like I said, I just I I couldn't nail it. But uh, every time I die, Radical. I knew is, that would make your top list. New. Yeah. I, it's incredible. I love this album. It is. I don't know if it's my favorite album by them because they have such a discography and they're all so good and they've been around so long now. But Big Dirty still mine, but this one is really good. This one, I feel like that with more plays for me, uh, I know you're going to have a whole thing about this record, so I don't want to spend too much time or, or rain on your parade. But um, for me, I feel like that I could listen to this record in the future, and I could definitely see it going back. I'm like, all right, every time I die, needs to be on this list. 
it's just a great album. Sorry, I uh, I was on mute and no, you're fine. my mute button my mute button didn't turn off there, so that's why there was a, a little bit of a of uh, empty air. But is this in your top ten or no? It okay. I didn't know. I thought it might be because I know you liked it, but it's just it's such a good album. It's such a blend of their older more like true like core sounding metalcore and they're more like rock and roll that they've done over the last few years it's such a great blend of that and then once again this is a band that the content and the the lyrics uh from lead singer keith buckley just oh my gosh he has become such a pillar in like metal and especially like metalcore community because the way he writes is phenomenal and his delivery is unique and oh my goodness he just comes out with some of the greatest lines album after album uh there's there's a song on here uh that it just i mean they all just hit and it and this is one where i said like that uh Silent Planet is brutal uh, without being violent, which again, if you don't listen to that music, it may be harder to to really understand what I mean by that. Uh, if you're into this genre, you get it. But uh, this is brutal and violent and awesome. And But there's a one of the lines that always sticks out to me off this new album is off of... Uh, the song Post Boredom, which was one of their uh, singles that came out. And it's uh, it's one of their more rock and roll vein, while still being definitely metalcore. Uh, but there's a line, it gets said, um, I feel like it get, I'm pretty sure it gets said more than once. I'm horrible remembering lyrics like on the spot. Uh, but yeah, he... He says it more than once, but he ends with it too. And it's, I gave you nothing. You want more, you'll get more. And it's just like so simple, but like that idea of, um, you know, that whole like empty, like want is the best way I can say it. It's like, you feel so f- like you, you feel like you've been given so much. And it's really, he's saying, I've given you nothing. There's nothing to this. Yeah, uh, but you want more of it? All right, you're gonna get, you know, um, just that dichotomy. But oh my gosh, this album just kills. Uh, I I just love it. I just I love how they blended all their stuff. The song "Planet Shit" is a great song. Uh, all this in war has uh, has guest vocals from Josh Scoggin who's another pillar of like the modern like metalcore hardcore scene because he was the lead singer of the chariot and now he's in 68 which we've talked about 68 you mentioned 68 in your honorable mentions if i remember correctly they almost made it for me oh, they, they just yeah they just barely didn't it's a great album but uh his his part on all this in war just phenomenal uh white void is a great song. Oh my gosh, this this album just hits on every level, and I just can't get enough of it. It's it's so good. Uh, I just I love the delivery. Um, I love the intensity of the music, uh, 
And I mean, they're, they're just, oh my gosh, they just, they, they, they knock it out of the park. Uh, this album goes to 11. It's just phenomenal. Uh, I can't get enough of it. And like a lot of, I like metalcore. Obviously I like hardcore and there's albums I can reference and I can go back to. But for the most part, I more love the aesthetic of all of that. I love the way it makes me feel. Uh, but this, what they do stands out. And this album just stands out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's that it, it is one of the best albums of the year to me. And I've seen it on some album of the year lists, which is really cool because when you have a lot of album of the year lists that try to hit on everything, um, you don't, you sometimes don't see as much from like the heavier genres. A lot of times you have to go somewhere that is a list of more just that genre in general to find it. Um, but this one, uh, just really takes the cake it, uh, and I could I mean I could go through track by track it's just so good uh, but again it's just the overall delivery what they do is unique in large part because of Keith I mean all of it they're all super talented in the band but what he does with his vocal delivery even if the content didn't have a lot of substance it, it just his delivery is is stand out but oh my goodness, it's it's an album that you could listen to and just rock out, or it's an album that you could just like sit with and just ingest what is being said. Uh, and it's just incredible. They they do a great job of the music and his delivery fitting so perfectly, even in ways where it catches you off guard. Um, but you can't listen to this to this band and especially this album and not just be like completely sucked in and you're just enveloped by it. Uh, uh, I mean, silly name, I guess, Radical. I don't know. It's very but, good though. I mean, you, you yeah, nailed it. Like some of the songs and the lyrical content are just just really, really good. Um, I remember the, one of my first experiences with this one was like, I remember like I was exercising and listening to this record. I don't know if it was like the first time or not, but um, very, very good. Just unreal. Um, this is one I could see eventually making the list because, man, this one and, and Silent Plan are both very, very, you're right. They're, they're excellent records. Um, I still can't put them on my top, but they're, they're very excellent. Even Oliver Munch, I should probably listen to both of these because they're very, very good. Um, and this one, I can't. I need to listen to more. I think tomorrow I'm gonna listen to the, both of these records because uh, I don't. Right now, like we hit that low period of it. where like where like nothing's coming out right now, so that would be perfect tomorrow. And I shouldn't have any podcasts or anything. So yeah, I, I definitely need to listen to both these records. But I mean, you really hit on the nail on the head. Like this band is awesome. Uh, they've gotten better as they've aged and really every record is it's not like they're vastly different sounding but they are enough and they're talented to where nothing sounds stale on each release very much they do not just do the. they don't put out the same no and they're so talented that's like that's the thing they're they're one of the the bands that have a lot of talent like some of the bands 
you can tell that they, they just aren't there as far as like their talent level. They do metalcore and they do the same, but this band is definitely one that has the they have the talent to back it up, basically. And they're they're very good. And this record um, still can't. I don't still think it can't be Big Dirty for me because I love big, the Big Dirty so much. Um, but it's this is one of those bands for me that I love different albums from them in unique ways. Like, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. <laughs> um, some of the, some of the songs, like I know we've talked about them around Furnace Fest a lot. I know the strippers all name. Like that song. <laughs> that has been like, that is, that song is just, and again, I'm horrible with song titles. So I can't think of the, of it right now, top of my head. But it has nothing to do with that line, like the words of that line at all. But yeah, for like, where does that even come from? Where he just starts yelling over and over, "I know the stripper's real name. I know the stripper's." It's real something name. after the Big Dirty. It's one of those records right after yep. the Big Dirty, I believe. But, but I, I don't know which song it's from. But um, I, I'm, it's I'm kind really of like that line. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say I'm really say happy it's... just because. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it's kind of like that line, you know, like trying to describe, I don't even fully know why, but when he just gives that line in the middle of the song and then he gives it again at the very end on post-boredom, it's like, I gave you nothing. You want more, you get more. And then the song ends. And it's like, where does that even come from? <laughs> but I can't shake it. You know, it's yeah. just like, there's something. And it's like, oh. This is like I'm really glad that I was able to to lock down some of the records this year on vinyl because um, Big Dirty, like I said, obviously like my favorite record from them. It's it's a very big record from them that they've done um, for me personally. But I like X Lives a lot. I like New Junk Aesthetic a lot, and so I was able to get both of those on vinyl this year, and I'm not let down at all because. Some just the, some of the music they do is just so good, <laughs> and it's just different. Um, very talented band, uh, love radical. Eventually, I'll probably buy it on vinyl at some point. We'll see. I don't have it yet, so um, mm-hmm. yeah, I but, got it. Uh, oh, I, I pre ordered that. Oh, button. I know, I know. And you waited for it after the store. like, I still don't have mine. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. No, yeah, um, I, I remember that for sure. There's uh, dark again, and then I'll keep needing like a lot of his stuff is so dark, and like you can you can tell that he he's a writer. I've not written it, read any of his stuff, but he's done some writing too, and you can tell he kind of comes from like words mean a lot to him, and you it's not a surprise that he is a writer, and or that he probably reads a whole a lot you know of um i mean like the name of their album is or the name of their band is every time i die you know i mean it's just like so you can get an idea of what he like probably reads and goes to but like there's there's a line in dark and i know i'm just like popcorning lyrics that if you haven't listened to the album it may not mean much but he is so dark on dark there's an there's a song title funny enough uh dark distance on the new album where he just is like, give us our plague now. Give us our plague now. Start over this time. No gods unless they're women. And it's just like, what? Oh my, what? It's just, oh my gosh. He's, it's just so crazy. And 
it's just so good oh my gosh it's it's dark it's violent it's metalcore and it's also just extremely powerful and just like what am i listening to but i have to listen to more and i don't even know why but oh my gosh is he just like cutting me to the bone it's just it's so good yeah i could talk about that for hours so let's move on (laughs) I'll take over and move on Um, just because sleep at some point tonight. So I have, uh, looks like four left here on my list. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So I'll talk about this one because I don't think this one made your list. And it's one of those ones I can be brief enough on because I've talked about it a few times, but uh, it's Casey Musgrave, Starcrossed. Um, Love and girl Casey. Uh, She has grown into such a great. It was in my top 20. It was in my top 20. It got, it got pulled today. Okay. Um, it's one of those records. It's because it, when she released um, Golden Hour, uh, I'm not a country guy at all. Like, Fantastic I, album. That was in my top 10. How we discussed country a few weeks ago. And it's like, yeah, you know, we like that alternative kind of country song and, or, or, or that alternative kind of country style. And I never, when Starcross came out, I mean, when Golden Hour came out, I never expected that I would ever have a country album number one on my list for, you know, a year. And when that album came out, it was the same out year that Lucy Dacus, uh, historian came out. So I think it's 2018. And it was a minor born record that year because it's phenomenal. Um, this is very close to that record as far as like the height but it's different. It's a different record. Um, that one is very happy. You could definitely tell in the music. Um, this one is more what she's going through, you know, and it, it's you're influenced by what you go through as a songwriter. Sometimes you don't it's a breakup album. It's a breakup yeah. album. It's a divorce album. It's even more, yeah. it's even deeper than uh, a breakup. It's, it's a divorce. So you're going to, it's definitely influenced by that. It's done well. Um, she has gotten so, cause I love the first record I ever heard from her. Uh, same trailer, different park. Always gonna love that record. Um, definitely not our best record, but it's always gonna be something I really love. Um, didn't really, and I, I think I might have touched this on uh, another episode as well. Is like I didn't love pageant material as much. Like it was mainly like I like certain songs from that record, but the record as a whole wasn't like one of my favorites or anything. And then Golden Hour came out, and Golden Hour was just wow. Um, and this one is up there with Golden Hour. Like it's not as it's not quite to the level of Golden Hour, but it's like very 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 good and um not a whole lot of country a little bit of country um i like what she does in some of the songs like her her songwriting is just like top notch like she is in a stride if you look at her her stride say from golden hour where she i i feel like she went from pageant show which dropped down from i think her first release just a little bit she went to golden hour and that was like oh you're on another level and then she's still staying on that same level um, quality wise with this record as far as the songs on it um i feel like, like I said, uh just real quick like just knowing yeah go for knowing it. that it's a divorce album if you mm-hmm. didn't know that it would be very clear after listening to a few tracks because and again obviously yeah. you know, not in her head but it listening to it content wise it sounds as though she holds nothing back going writing about the relationship yeah. the good then how it turns bad and then getting past breaking up like the 
she it seems like she doesn't hold anything back telling the story uh, of it it's 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 really well done in that aspect and that i know i've mentioned it before and i'll stop after this it's it's very poppy for country a lot of people would probably like yeah it's not really country yeah but in the more of like a pop record but in another way it has a very storytelling it doesn't sound old but it has that kind of old classic country telling a story about life aesthetic that like old country does so so well maybe better than any other genre this without it necessarily sounding like it it has that so it's not very country because it's very poppy but then at the same i would i would say it's like classic country in a way as well it is and very much in this like the songwriting aspect of it like in lyrical content for sure as far as like the subject matter right oh right yeah so so from this record i'm just gonna like because this is one that's like a more of a bigger record like if there's one that could possibly contend of everything i've talked about like being like one of my favorite records this is definitely one of them um but i love good wife it's still like one of my favorite songs like uh i just love that song i think justified has gotten better for me for each listen i know that was released as a single and i was like it's, eh, good. it's a good single just like, the more good. i listen to it gets even better like it's it's really yeah. grown on me um i really like um simple times a lot just because like i just like it just seems it seems really real from like the like the lyrical aspect i'm not saying it's like amazing or anything it's like a lyrical type of song but I like it and I get like the message of it and it kind of, it's like tongue in cheek and makes me laugh in a way that in a relatable way that sometimes you just want something simple as far as like to go back to a certain time in your life or go back to a certain period where things are just more simple. And I like, I love that song. Um, <laughs> especially when she comments like life sucks. Like that's just, that just gets me. It just makes me laugh every time yeah. I hear it. But I like that. Um, Breadwinner is very good. That's one of those hip songs that you said. Oh my gosh. When you first started listening a, to it. it. Yeah, but it's still so. I mean, every, all the song titles you've mentioned it is. are like those that really hit up there for me, too. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Breadwinner is yeah. great. And, and Breadwinner is so catchy. Like, I, I don't think it's a single yet. I don't think she's released it like as a second or third single, as far as I know. But this would be a very good single on the record, like for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just one of those records that I really enjoyed. Um, and who knows, like, on a, maybe another given year, this is, like, finishing as my favorite record or just, it's at least, it, it just, it's very good. Um, it's not, like I said, it's not quite golden hour for me. Sorry, Siri came up. No, but, it, um, it's not golden hour for me either. It, it's yeah, great but it's album, still but... very good. It's still, it's, it's her second best record for me. Um just great songwriting. Uh, the her soul's bared for a lot of these songs, and yeah, most I mean, definitely, it's it's really really good. So that that's I think that's pretty much covers everything I want to say. I know I've talked about it previously, so I don't have to dive too much into it. But that pretty much sums everything up for me. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, cool uh, packaging on the vinyl too, where it like love it. It's a split it's so cool. open. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, 
yeah, I mean, that was one that I had a hard time cutting off uh, and talking about it now makes me, it's one of those where I'm like, did I make a mistake? But no, you know, it's good though. It's a, it's a very good album. Yeah. I think that I have three more records and I think that all these are on yours. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought we would overlap more than we did, I guess, for some reason, but, it is, but I mean, that just shows yeah, we how we vary. So far. Yeah. If we did like a top 20 or top 30, we probably would overlap more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you go. Um, I'm going to go, I'll just go in the order. And this is, if you corner me and say, pick your third favorite record this year, this would probably be it. But, you know, I'm still, I still don't know for sure. That's why it's like everything else is unranked. But uh, Julian Baker, Little mm-hmm. Oblivions. Um, yes. That's this was one of the coolest top, unique oh my gosh. experiences that I've had with an album because first off i love julian baker like i make no they make no bones about it i love her music i love how simple and just it's almost like unrelenting in a way just how much it can hit you and how powerful her music is being you know such a she has a very i don't say like a small voice but but it's like you just had this voice and this this little woman and she's singing and she's very simple because it's like an acoustic guitar or a piano or maybe a little bit of strings here and there it's very simple song wise and then she just comes out and just blows you away vocally and with these lyrics that are just they can connect and they bear so much of her truth and so much of her life and um, they're very honest and I feel like it's, I feel like if I was Julian Baker, I feel like it'd be so much work to make a record um, just because I feel like I'd have to go through so much to put out a record <laughs> because she is just what well, I think. I think she is the best songwriter uh, around right now, as far as like what she brings to the table. She's definitely one of the best, but in my opinion, she's uh, her and Phoebe, I think are just two of the best songwriters around right now. Um and that's why I love when they work together uh, on songs that they feature. And it's, it's so cool that they're friends. Um, but I, I, this record for me, man, when it first came out, I got it early because I pre-ordered the vinyl. I got the Spotify exclusive variant and it came a week early and it wasn't on streaming services or anything. I had no way it had, had not leaked. Um, so my only way to listen to it was to put on the record player, put my headphones on if I wanted to, over speakers, mainly I just wanted the headphones since it's such, you know, this is a more, um, it's a bigger record for her because there's more instrumentation than just like the simple, true, say, it's like, a louder, clean record. channel. Yeah. And there's drums, but, uh, man, some of these songs are just unreal, like zip tie and, um, I mean, there are there are songs like, like I legitimately. I remember my first one of the first times I listened to this. I when I was at work, I literally just like went to bat like to the bathroom, just like had to gather myself because some of her songwriting is so powerful. Like uh, "Crying Wolf," I, I would say the the two songs for me in particular, um, "Crying Wolf" and "Zip Tie," are probably in my top ten of songs of the year, if not maybe even higher than that, but I'm just saying broad general, if I didn't look at anything, I'd say they're definitely in the top 10 because I think they're both so strong as far as songs. Uh, and so, and, and for me, they move me emotionally a lot. So I love those songs. Um, 
I have a, a friend that's really into Julian Baker and we would talk about it when they released this record and she's like, yeah, I really like this song. And maybe it was a song I haven't connected with as much. Um, so I go back and I listen to it and I was like, oh man, she's right. This, this song is awesome. And, uh, I think one was song in E, um, yeah, but this is one of those records that just, if I was going to pick a third record, this very well could be it because it just so much emotion, um, a different fresh take on Julian Baker's stuff from her previous two records, but, uh, just, just un- unbelievable, powerful songs that she releases. And I would love to see her um, live in this kind of style because I've not seen her in that style yet. Everything is, and I love when I've seen her. I'm not complaining or, or anything. I love so much re- how much reverence the audience pays her. When you go to see a Julian Baker show, it's like you can hear a pin drop. Um, and there's not many artists you can say that about, whether people talking in the crowd or even if you're there for like the opener and you're just kind of like talking to her set, like the audience pays her so much reverence when she performs. It's unreal. And I love this record. Um, I don't know if it'll be my favorite record from her ever, but it's just, it's consistent and just as powerful as her previous stuff. Yeah, it's up there. It could very easily be my album of the year. It is so good. I mean, this is an album that I pre-ordered it so early, um, like October of like 2020. Yeah, it was October because I I bought it this, around the same time. I I got a different pre-order than you because I I got that yeah. Spotify email. And I was like, ah, go, right. go 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 go. Sorry. Like I pre-ordered it so early that then come January, I saw that they had put more pre-orders up because it had been sold out, and I had forgotten that I had already pre-ordered it. And I pre-ordered it again because it had been so long in advance. <laughs> and then going through my emails, I realized I had pre-ordered it twice. Gotta start uh, keeping that list. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. And I um like you mentioned zip tie. I actually messaged um my friends uh Caleb and Cameron today uh the link to the uh lyric video for zip tie. And I said, this may be my favorite song of the year. It's so powerful. And uh, I also tweeted today, uh, without a doubt, Julian Baker is one of the greatest voices of this generation. Phenomenal. And and it's true. She just is. I mean, she's, uh, I mean, I have no doubt that in the future, when people are looking back at on her that she's up there with like a Bob Dylan and people like that. I think I just, she's incredible. I just, and like you said, like, like just like, so just emotionally just like, just brings everything. Like you want to use the cliche of like heart on your sleeve. She does it. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. I would say like, Julian Baker, not even on this album, but definitely on this album too. She reaches in, rips your heart out, and then like puts it back in and resuscitates yeah. you. Like it's, oh, it's just an, it's phenomenal well, what I, she I, does. This album blows me away. That the song titles you mentioned, but Zip Tie could very likely be my album uh, or my song yeah. of the year. Like. If I was to pick an album of the year, it'd be hard for Little Oblivion's not to make it. Uh, but 
Zip Tide is very, I would say, probably my song of the year. It's just, oh my gosh, it's phenomenal. And it is an, a louder album for her while still sounding like her. Yeah. Still very minimal, but for her, her fullest sounding record, um, having the full band and everything. But man, I know I just, I know I compared them earlier, but like Phoebe is a great songwriter, but the way Julian Baker writes hits me in such a way emotionally, I think. Um, and it's all of her releases. That's right. what's like so yeah. unreal. Like the first, like when I first listened to her, um, I had read about this, um, you know, gay Christian who is like kind of like just doing these incredible songs. And I was like, I listened to it and I was like, holy cow, like these are just unreal. And it was like a nine song album that she had really, she did, had done on her own. And just then she came out with Turn Out the Lights and it was just a step up just a skosh with the um the the more piano and definitely the the strings were something that weren't in the first record but man she just has is such a, a great songwriter that for for me personally i can say that her songwriting and in certain aspects the way she writes that i can relate to uh, or certain things she writes about that i can relate to hit me in such a way that no other songwriter does um just unreal like i mean it's just excellent like she is like a plus like if we were to say like 2k ratings for songwriters she would have an a plus and the emotional part of songwriting would be like a plus because man she can hit you in the fields for sure like holy cow yeah yeah she just she takes you to a whole like another like dimension like she spiritually it's it's almost like an out of body experience. I just, oh my goodness! It, I mean, I've liked her for a while. Uh, you know, like go back and like listen. Just anyone that's never listened to her. Uh, I mean, songs on this album are great, but like listen to "Rejoice" and uh, that she put out a while back. That song, just oh my gosh. Um, it's just, she just, she's captivating. It doesn't, I've not, I've not had the joy of seeing her live, but I'm not surprised at all from what you describe of like, she commands the audience because she commands your attention listening yeah. to her albums. Just, she sings so much power and passion. And so I'm not surprised at all that an audience just gives her full attention. And it's it's just it's wild because like my I don't know two of my favorite songs are like sprained ankle and something like I just think those songs are just incredible. I've seen her do a lot of the because I saw her on the first record, I saw her on the second record. I've yet to see her on this one, um, but it's just I'm trying to think. I've seen her what three times, two or three times. No, yeah, two times. Um, just it's just. Uh, it was, I was very fortunate. Like, that was like one of my last shows before I left LA. It was like uh, two or three days before I moved from LA. I went to go see her, and by chance, Phoebe was opening up for her on that tour. And that's before she even had an album out. So that's how I found out about Phoebe Bridgers. So, fortunately, I'm because of that, I knew Phoebe Bridgers. But um, just 
the what she brings to the table with like her songwriting is just it just moves you and it's unreal watching her like like i said the undivided attention and the reverence the audience plays like i've never ever 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 been to a show where even if it's a slow song you could hear a pin drop in the crowd and that's just wild to me because like you don't have that at all shows and for her it's just like everyone's so captivated or just everyone's paying attention and living and feeling that moment that there's nothing else going on right now for anyone in the audience. It's like, it's this show. I'm not looking at my phone or anything. I'm just paying attention to the show. Yeah, other than maybe like filming or something, but I'm not like talking to my friend or whispering like, Oh my God, this song. It's like, I'm, everything is on this, this show right now. And it just, it goes so quiet. And it's happened both shows I've seen her because I saw her on this record in LA and then in Pittsburgh, um, Turn Out the Lights had just come out. So she, it was her and she had a, a person playing uh, a violin there on certain songs and that was it. And it was it was very similar. And both the shows, just the level of feeling and emotion that you would just get from her live performances were unlike anything that I've ever experienced. So uh again love this record um don't know if it'd be my favorite record from her to be honest like overall like i might like one of the other records better but this one is just fantastic and crying wolf and zip tie for me just hit me so strongly that like i said i there are times i listen to it like i just gotta go because the weightiness of the the songs the way they hit me like i have to just go gather myself for a minute and then i can go back to my job (laughs) No, I get that. I get that. And, you know, like you, you describe how it is seeing her live, how she captivates. To me, yeah. someone that hasn't seen her live yet, just listening is, like I said, it's so captivating. Uh, when you just like listen to her, to this album or any of her past work, uh, that's what she does. She commands your attention, whether it's like this, where she has the full band, or it's the more stripped down stuff that she's put out. She just she commands your full attention and and I mean she just she takes you. It's like a it's I don't know, it's just she she is something special. I I can't say enough about her. I just Absolutely. I love this album. Yeah. I Again, this is an album I could go on and on about, or just her as an artist. I can't wait to see her live. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just because, like, I know and that's the reason I mentioned it, like in past episodes, where like I'd love to see her play Furnace Fest, especially if she did one of her smaller shows, because if she did a night show. Like she started playing at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock, not not super late, not closing or anything, but like on one of the side emo stages, eight or nine. It's dark. The audience would be just so enthralled and and just captivated by that performance. I just want to see how the crowd reacts to it, because I feel like it would be so moving and emotional for for anyone watching it. And, and uh, she's great. Like I can't say enough good things about her as a songwriter. She's probably my current favorite songwriter, but man, she just is unreal. So yeah. Julian Baker. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, like I said, we could go on and on. We both love her immensely. Uh, But yeah, everyone needs to check out little oblivions. It's a 
phenomenal, phenomenal album. Uh, yeah. All the songs really hit. Uh, but yeah, so we should we should move on. Um, yeah, because I, I have two left, and they're probably both in there anyway. I'm assuming that one was on your top, whatever. Yeah, I only have uh, two left as well because that was one of so mine. Yeah. We might we might sync up here on these last ones. Um, I think we will. My number two, snail mail. Yeah, yeah, we definitely sync up. That's definitely on <laughs> We're my, gonna sync on my... up. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret how much I love this record. Um, I didn't even think this would be my second favorite record, but it just, I keep going back to it. I can't get enough of Lindsay's voice. I can't get enough of how she's grown from her, I guess she had Habit Out, which is like an EP, but it was a longer EP, it was like seven or eight songs. Um, to, you know, from her first record, we'll say Lush, to this second record, Valentine, the growth is unreal. Um, it's oh, it really I, is. It really is. I've talked about it before. Like Lush is a very good album, and after listening, yeah, it is. after listening to Valentine, I'm just like, yeah, Lush is okay. But in comparison, it's like. It went from being a great album yeah. to just being okay in comparison to this one because this one is so. Yeah, and it's like for me, like I go back and listen to Lush because I like those songs. But if I was comparing the two, it's like almost sounds like another artist in general. Like, it, 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 like it sounds like another artist entirely because just her growth is just like this would be like going from like college to the pro. I mean, going to like high school to the pros and skipping college entirely. Because it's just like, wow. Like, if you look at that and then look at this, it's just like, and it's, I like that, but it's like when you put out this, it just blows it away. And she's just grown into herself. Then this is what I was saying with Olivia that she, I feel like she needs to grow into who she is as an artist. And I feel like that that's what Lindsay has done uh, from that first to second record. And it's just, it makes me so happy. Like, I love this record. Um, I really, really want to go see her live. I know her Pittsburgh date is not until like the summer now, but I would love to go see her next year because I really want to hear these new songs live because I really love this record. And I never thought this would be my second favorite record. I thought I'd only have the one just because of how much that one impacted me. But this one has been the other one that's like years from now. I'm going to, I know that this, this for sure Julian Baker very well could, if I was doing like a decade recap, could very well make it. And I'm not saying she can't, but these two are absolutely going to make it. That's the thing. Like I'm Valentine's going to be a record for years I listen to. And when I think of like the music from 2021, Valentine's going to be one of those records that greatly, greatly had an impact on me. Even if maybe I don't feel the same way about it, two years from now that I do right now, it's still going to be an album that very strongly impacted me in 2021. And I, I love this record. So um, that's all I'll say about it. Cause I've talked about this one particular in particular so much. Uh, I feel yeah. like I'll just be repeating myself, but I love, 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 love this record. Yeah. We've, we've hit on it a lot in episodes because it is so good. Um, and it's been out for a little yeah. bit, but um, I I know like from for you and I we talk about like some of the singles you love Ben Franklin Ben Franklin's a great track it's a it's a great yes. track um, honestly 
the the title track, which is also, um, I believe, isn't it the first song on the album, if I'm remembering correctly? It is. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. Valentine is also, that might be my favorite song on the album. On the album, it's hard to say because it, there it's such a great album in entirety. But I, Valentine, I love that album too. It should, I mean, that song as well. It's so good. But yeah, it's like you know, I mentioned how Beba Doobie has a very much a '90s sound. To me, Snail Mail, I feel like she definitely taps into the '90s as well, especially on this album uh like you said she's grown so much one of the ways i think she's grown is just um like vocally there's something different from lush yeah that's that's been the greatest she knows she has her voice like she has discovered her voice this is it it's amazing and it sounds wonderful like this is it this is like what you need to do you found it yeah there's so many good tracks madonna is a great track i mean there's just i love madonna it's funny because when madonna first came out i wasn't like super into it but now i love that track i love forever sailing that song is so so good that's probably my second favorite from the record is forever sailing yeah there's i mean there's so many i don't even know again there's something about that title track um valentine that i it's a great, maybe it's just because it's just such a great opener. Um, like, I yeah. feel like it's the perfect opener to the album and just a perfect way to open an album in general. Um, I don't know. She just, she, she just nails it. I mean, she's firing on all cylinders on this album. And like you said, compared after Lush, she's just grown so much. Uh, I don't know if this is like, I remember reading some of the backstory from like what she's gone through before this album, but like uh, parts of this album also like the, I don't know if it's a breakup or just, you know, just life in general, but there's parts of this album, especially Valentine. It feels like one to me. Um, She just, yeah, she just killed it on this album. And I love the sound. I love the kind of 90s sound where she's gone with her voice now. Uh, And again, it's lush is a great album. Yeah. But this, it it was, I mean, I missed it. It's one of those records that I missed when it came out. And then I either Mm, caught it like around when I was like catching up or like early that next year, kind of like Biba Doobie this year. And I love, love lush. And that's why I was so excited for this record, especially hearing Ben Franklin. Um, but man, it was like, well, I'm so glad that I proved this one I did because like, I just, I did not expect it to love it this much. Like, I expected to enjoy it and like it, but she came out vocally and she has her voice and it's just like, I don't know if you know, but your voice is just unbelievably amazing. Like it's, it's really good. Like she knows who she is as an artist. And like, I think if she does something, not even say like the album the same, but she kind of keeps that same and she's so young too, isn't she? Like twenty? Like this is incredible. Like that's what I'm saying. The talent wise that we have available to listen to around us, like people twenty, twenty one years old, and you're just like you know who you are as an artist right now. Like this is it. This is who you are, and it's amazing. 
Like, I don't know if you know it or not, but it's amazing. <laughs> we, I can't remember now. I know we looked it up on a past episode, but she's like 21 or 22 now. I think we yeah. were like, oh, she's older than we thought for some reason. Um, well, I know, yeah. I think when the first record Lush came out, she was 17 or 18. Like she was young, like when it came out and she's 22 right now. I just looked it up. She's yeah. 22. Okay. So yeah, she's 22 now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. She's grown. But that's still so unreal high. to be 22 and have your voice. Like you, this is what it is. Right. This is it. Yeah. What she's created. And again, I just, man, I'm looking at it like when like again, there's a lot of great tracks for when I hear Valentine and when it like when she delivers, so she, she hits that line. I think I was made for you. And then when she delivers and the, and the music accompanying it, when she hits the very next of, so why'd you want to erase me? Darling Valentine. I mean, I'm not doing it justice, but like, Oh my gosh, as soon as she sings that, it's just like, grabs you it's like it's almost like she like grabs you by the face just like and and just like yanks you in and like forces you to pay it oh my god it's just the whole album is great and yeah and that's like i I, like i i this this is one of those records like this was this way it clearly is my runner-up um and everyone could be even number one i mean like it is in a way just because like the other one the way it's really impacts me but this one is just that's why i said Ten, five years, ten years from now, like this record is going to be on the top list because it's the songwriting perspective of just like what she how we talked about artists burying their soul, like we've talked about Casey recently and Julian. She does the same thing here, a little different style, but the same way. And you can tell that this relationship she's mentioning in these songs like greatly impacted and great. I'm understanding she's like 22. So if you had a relationship with Zeke like remotely serious, it's going to be a big part of your life. And you can tell. And then, like I said, define your voice. Um, and just like, wow. Like <laughs> vocally, like I said, it's, it's, it's like 10 out of 10. I've praised her vocals on so many podcast episodes that we've done. Um, yeah, I, I just love this record. It's it's absolutely wonderful. I never expected to love it this much. Like I expected to enjoy it. That's why I pre-ordered it when I did. Um, but I didn't expect to just absolutely love it and adore it this much to where like I've never seen her live. I have to, other than like the one time she did the um, one of the late shows and then she had her surgery. So gotta see her live like i have to hear this right i have to hear this album cycle live because i want to know what it's going to sound like so i'd love to hear this album live just front to back in its entirety oh that would be incredible i would just be like smiling and then come out to do like three or four songs from previous releases (laughs) as an encore oh my gosh yeah just track by track i would love i mean oh my gosh it's yeah, it's it's an incredible album. It is. Yeah. Um, I think we're I think we're good about this one. We've we've talked about a lot. We've talked about like that's why like these two clearly my two yeah. favorites, just because I've I've I, uh, talked about them so much. And and this one I don't have to mention too much too because not only have I talked about it on podcast right. episodes, I've talked about it in bars after too many drinks. I've talked about it on dating apps after <laughs> matching with somebody. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I just matched with you. Told, just the other day, you were like, I just yeah. matched with this girl on dating app, and I've already told her about Turnstile. Let's just say it Turnstile Glow On. Yeah, Turnstile Glow On. Um, it, it's a phenomenal it, album. I mean, it really it's, is. Now, Turnstile is a band I was oblivious to until this year. And I've, I've mentioned that for, for first time listeners are tuning in for this, this episode. Um, it's a band that came up on a playlist. Um, so I have my Spotify set too. After an album finishes, like artists will start to play. And I don't know what ended something alternative ended. Um, not like pop punk emo or anything, but just something alternative ended, say like the national or something like that. Um, Alien Love, Alien Love Song came on, or Alien Love Call, whatever it's called, came on. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? Because I had never heard anything like it. And I was immediately sold from that point on. Um, I had never heard Turnstile. I heard that song. Ironically, I guess, um, or co- I guess coincidentally, I guess would be a better term. Uh, the album for Glow On pre-order came up the same day had heard them heard this song that's it pre-ordered pre-ordered that's, that's yeah. the machine that's the internet it's like one of those it's like one of those uh you know it came up in um in uh reddit that reddit vinyl group so it wasn't even like the internet like it was not like i i had searched them or anything it just came up on the reddit like turns out and it, i was late to it that's when i got the brown copy it was like the brown copy or the black copy so i went the brown but um, there were no copies left of any kind because they were all sold out. But um, when this record, when I heard this, it's like one of the, there's certain things in my life that's like uh, I don't know. They're so amazing the first time you hear it, or the first time you see it, or taste it, or wherever it is that you swear. Have you ever had that happen in your life? Yeah. Where? Yeah, it just hits okay. you so hard. Yeah, Turnstile is one of those bands. Like, I heard this and I said, holy shit. Like, this is, and I, like, I don't know if it was in my head or audibly, could have been both, could have been one or the other. But it was, I, was, I was in completely on the one song, pre ordered it. Then I started diving into the back catalog. They're one of those bands that came in, came home that night, just started downloading everything. What, what have you released? I want it. And it's like, when an artist can do that, like, that's incredible. I love that. Yeah, because um, you mentioned it to me, and I had not listened to yeah. any of the singles yet for this, but I already knew who Turnstile <laughs> yeah. was. I already knew I liked Turnstile. They're like, they're newer. They're not super new, but they're a newer uh, hardcore band. And But I knew yeah. that they had very much that like hardcore punk, old school hardcore aesthetic, a little bit of bad brains. They're fun. Um, so I knew who they were and I was like, Oh, you don't know turnstile? Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check. They're great. They're <laughs> great. So I already I I had listened to their two previous albums. I didn't own them yet. I do now. But I had listened One of my to- favorite things was when I was telling you about Turnstile, and this was after I had already listened to them for a while. I don't definitely Glow On wasn't released yet, but like I had listened to at that point all the songs like Turnstile Love Connection, that EP, that were songs that eventually, you know, obviously made the album cut. And then at one point you're like, 
yeah, yeah, you know they're playing Furnace Fest, right? And I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I got to see this band live. And then you're like, yeah, they're playing Furnace Fest. I was like, oh my God, what? And they immediately jumped up to like, the only band that beat them that day was Showbread, just because, you know, I may never see Showbread again. So Showbread and then Turnstile immediately was my number two band for that day because I had to see them. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, and this album is incredible, you know, and, and I've mentioned it before when like the singles first came out, you know, stuff like Alien, it's, it is Alien Love Call, but you should know that considering okay. how much of a powerful album this is to you, you should know the song. Yeah. And, and the way they work with Blood Orange on that too, that's so yes. out of the box. Right. For like a, and, a, for like a hardcore band working with like a, an RB singer, Blood Orange, like that's so cool. Deadline's working right. on two songs on this Right. And that was the thing I was going to say. Like, I was, I was, a, I, I, so I had in my mind, it's turnstile. This sounds really good. The album's going to be good. But based on like Alien Love Call and all, I was like, are they really, really going to go away from their sound? Or are they going to really go away from the hardcore and the old school punk? Because I didn't want them to do that. Because there's not a ton of bands doing that so well right now. Anyways, like there's bands in that genre still doing it. But I mean, I was, I was a little, when I heard those, I was like, okay, sounds like a departure. It'll be good. But I was a little apprehensive that they were really going away. And then this album comes out and no, this is still very much a f- fast pace, very fun, old school, hardcore album. Like it very much still mm-hmm. is. And it's and definitely it's fun. An incredible album. It's a whole like. Oh yeah. Well, it's like um, what I've been saying lately about it because there's a song on the album called "Holiday," and I'm like, this whole album is just a holiday. It's just great. Like this whole album. It's like I could put this record on in in a bad mood, and it automatically makes me in a good mood because it just is. I'm just the way the album is. It's you can't help but really enjoy this record. You can't help but move to it. It's a groove. It's just awesome like i i never expected like that much like um i've already discussed with one friend like i'm going to the the tour for it because i love this record so much i have to see it. i know i saw a lot of the songs live at, at uh, furnace fest but i want to go to the show i'm probably going to go to the baltimore one of the baltimore shows which is going to be insane because that's where they're from but it's the closest to me and well, i think also my edibles there but um <laughs> another time uh for that conversation but yeah, it's it's like one of those areas. It's like super close. It's like three hours drive, and it's at the nine thirty club in DC, and they're playing back to back nights, and it's in May. Uh, so I figure go to the Sunday show. It'll be the second show, and it's a little cheaper. It's like I think thirty dollars regularly for the ticket, and it's like fifty five, which you know is a double price. But hey, it's gonna be worth it, and it's gonna be a hometown show. Maybe they do something special for it. So I I I love this record. I love this band. This is. This is going to be a record like I, this is the same with I can say the same with like uh, Sound Mail that in 10 years I look back and like I remember Glow On and I remember that being such an influential record uh, on me. It's going to be unless something really comes out amazing over 10 years, it's probably going to be top at least top five. It's going to be one of the most influential records for sure. 
Uh, and I say five being generous, meaning there could be four records that impact me more, but it's definitely going to be a very, 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 very high impact record for me during that period of time. Yeah, I mean, and it's in your face. They immediately grab you, and they're just intense. And the intensity comes through in the recordings. I mean, the opening track, Mystery, just grabs you. And they're one of those bands, like, a lot of their songs are real short, which fits that old-school hardcore uh, that they do. I mean, they they are in that vein. But if you, I mean, they're it, a lot of their lyrics are vague. But if you pay attention to them or you read along, I mean, it's vague, but it's deep. Or it's it's like this yeah. is vague, but it seems like it's deep. Like um, so, there's more to it with even with how fun they are. There's 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 more to it with them, um, and I they just yeah they it's it's just a phenomenal album. It's one of those that um, like for someone like you that we've already mentioned doesn't you don't listen to that style as much. But they they're crossover band and they're doing it. They're exploding right now. Yeah. They are everywhere right now. I mean, we've talked about it before, but when we saw them at Furnace Fest, they were supposed to play an early evening slot for just like a twenty to thirty minute set. And Yeah, like at six right. something or six thirty. Because Andrew WK ended up not playing, they ended up headlining the hardcore metalcore stage in the shed and so they ended up going from that to playing at nine something being the last act in that in the shed and there and they played to a huge crowd of like probably three to four times the size that they would have if they yeah. had their original slot and oh my goodness i again i think they were a little timid when they first started uh, just from knowing what their live shows are like, I think they kind of, I think, I think they were a little awestruck at the, at being put to that slot and the, that time and the crowd that they ended up being in front of. Uh, but they, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. They get into the groove. I mean, they're just, they're a blast. And this album is definitely a crossover. Well, like I said, it's still very much a hardcore punk, old school hardcore punk album. Um, but, but it's mm-hmm. more accessible for a lot of people because it's so good. It's so catchy. Um, it's not uh, it other is. than like maybe the, what they did with Blood Orange. It's not pop, but it grabs you in the way of pop, and it can it's accessible in a way pop is while still being hardcore. Yeah, and it's it, it's very high on. I think Spin had it number one. Uh, Paste had it, I think, two or three. So there's been many, many different publications that have had it in the top five, which is, I mean, it's surprising to me as someone that doesn't know Turnstile and it's like, oh, okay. But it's, you're right, this record is so accessible. I could see this being like how pop punk broke in like 05. Like I could see that type of reception from this, from this, this album and this band because it's just like, Anyone can listen to it. You like hip hop? You like you can listen to turnstile. You like pop music? You listen to turnstile. You like hardcore? You listen to turnstile. Like it's just accessible to so many different types of people and different groups. Um, and it's like just come come in, come here. It is. Here's a good record. Let's get into it. Let's jam out. So, it, so it's, it's it's so yeah. fun. 
Like you could be a skater punk and you're going to listen to it. You could go like want to chill at the beach and you can listen to it. Uh, it's just, it's yeah. so good. It's so well done. Uh, and I mean, you cannot listen to this album and not be like woken up. It's not, you can't listen to this album and not start moving. Like if you've never been to a hardcore show, you're going to all of a sudden want to yeah, be at a hardcore show. For real. And you're going to be, you're going to fist pump and you're going to like, you're going to start throwing your body around. I mean, it's, they, I, they just, they kill it on this album. And, and again, it's, it's short. It's yeah, a short I mean, it's album. just perfection. Yeah. It's not really that. I mean, for being like what, 13, 14 songs, it's a longer as far as song wise, there's a decent amount of songs, but length wise, all their songs are super short. Okay. 15 songs and it's 35 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. It's like average, like two minutes and like 10 seconds a song or something. It's not crazy, but it's right. just but for hardcore punk for old, especially like, yeah, it makes sense. Hardcore style that they very much are tapped into. That's normal. Yeah. And it's, it's really excellent. I've, I've gushed about this album so much on so many episodes. Like I don't want to go too long on it because it's just like, I've said so many different things about this record. I just love it so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it clearly was my number one. Like it was just like, I was trying not to pick a number one record, but then it's just like this record <laughs> clearly I've it was for a month. <laughs> yeah. I've known about it for a long time. I just haven't said anything because it's just like yeah. the right, way it's impacted me. I can't help it, but put it number one. Um, right. Yeah. I just met with this girl on a dating app and I've already talked to her about turnstile. <laughs> uh, that is, yeah, that, that's definitely one of the funniest things and then like especially the video scout took me so um and i know i mentioned this in a previous one and then I, i've got i know i'll be done pretty soon because one of my battery my airpods are dying so yeah. plus i gotta get up in like four hours yeah we gotta but, go this is a four hour long episode we <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll cut up into two parts for sure we'll have but to. um yeah but yeah it's it's like one of those things uh th- this record um there's uh it was like my friend's last night in town we were like in drinks and i probably just had like a beer too many or something like that it was just like we were talking about like this playlist that was going on i started mentioning turnstile because you know turnstile is so good and i just talk to them about them all the time as much as i can so (laughs) just doing the lord's work that's all i'm doing trying to introduce people to this great band (laughs) that's all yeah my my buddy caleb who you've now met uh because he was at furnace fest with us he saw yeah. that tweet and he's mentioned it more than once. It's like, it's just, he's like the love for turnstile <laughs> that Tyler has is just so incredible. And that tweet about him, like <laughs> just gushing over them in the bar is just amazing. He's like, that video is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's like one of those bands, like I said, I, I heard them and I said, I swore, I was like, Oh my God, this is, it's like every indie artist I like versus, but also is like that, like pop punk hardcore aspect that I really like too, that you don't hear too much anymore. So it was like to hear that those two sounds yeah. combined for me did it. And I was like, Oh, this is incredible. And so, like I said, I've been in love with this album. So like, well, since I first heard that one song, the, the day pre-orders came up, I've been, I've been sold. So that's just crazy. I'm just glad I was at least able to get one. I mean, I would have got one at the festival regardless, but I'm just glad I have this on vinyl. It's definitely one of, I've listened to a lot. Um, oddly enough, I think probably my two most listened to vinyl yep. records that I've owned this year are, are these two. Um, 
uh, snail mail and, and turnstile. Yeah, I definitely, they're definitely heavy rotation of the stuff I have as well. Um, uh, I mean, I just, I just listened to it again recently cause I was just like, I, I wanted to put something on and I was like, it's always just, a, it's a great go-to at any time. Uh, like I said, it's, a holiday. Oh, yeah. this whole album is a holiday. Uh, it's just incredible. Like when I'm at work in the shop, since we've been, you know, working towards this, our, our albums, our album of the year lists that I've been just listening to this playlist and whittling it down to my top 10 that we've gone over tonight. And the heavier stuff, I skip when a customer comes in. Because, I mean, every time I die, uh, Silent Planet, uh, even when I had, still had 68 on the list and stuff, it doesn't really fit when people are shopping around in the shop. Turnstile, I, I might turn it down a little but it's such a good feeling. It's such a good vibe, even though it's, you know, like hardcore punk. I don't even, I don't, I don't skip it. I can, I let it play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause people right. can get into it. Like exactly. I said, it, it appeals to everybody. Yeah. I feel like even it, this is all I need you need to know. Um, and then this will be my last little thing on it is when we were at Prince Fest, the Uber drivers who were not like hardcore heads at all, were playing this record for their passengers because it's successful. That's right. It's successful <laughs> to, to anyone that wants to listen to it, like you could play this for your parents, and your parents may like into a couple songs for those records. That's kind of like the deal. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's a phenomenal album. I'm not saying it's my album of the year because, like I said, I don't have an album of the year. I hear I hear yeah, this, and it, it's and mine. I think it, I think this is it. Then I hear Radical from Every Time I Die, and I think maybe it's it. Then I hear the Julian Baker, and then I hear you know. Um, snail mail and so i i can't pinpoint an album of the year because every time i listen to one of those albums or I listen to a song or two off of each of those albums it, they jump to oh no this is it so um but all of them are at the top for me they're yeah. just incredible um i will say Aaron Fraser that you already mentioned introducing almost got there. I know he wasn't on my list, um, but it's, it's almost there. And honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I put my buddy Shay's album, cause I do think it's deserving. If, but if Shay wasn't on there, Aaron Fraser would be in my top 10. Um, so that's a, just a bias of that personal relationship I have with Shay, but nice. that's a, it, yeah, but it's a good one. But yeah, <laughs> turnstile blows them out of water that's um yeah it's like you said it's one of those that's going to go down i'm going to listen to it for years to come i think all of these top there in my i guess quote unquote top five i'll i know i'll listen to for years to come uh but oh yeah that one that's that's that that's what i try to do with the the top list and there's some that like will get more played than others for sure but like right. definitely the 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 latter three we talked about here the Julie Baker's Nail Mail and Turnstile for sure um, are gonna see play um, one last thing and not about this but it's, it's a lot of bounds but um, when I was at the store tonight they had a uh, a beer that I've not had for a very long time called Fruitwood. <laughs> I knew you were going to talk about it. So, as soon as you said at the store, I was like, oh, yeah. he's going to go out of bounds and talk about a beer. Yeah, <laughs> and I, had, I I honestly had not had this beer in like uh, four or five years, and I they had not made it. That's the reason why. And uh, it's 
a um, it's like a cherry ale aged in maple. Uh, I'm sorry, oak barrels, like maple syrups in it. Oh, it's light. It's not super strong. It's it's obviously barrel aged, but it's like a lighter one. It's like eight percent, and it's just phenomenal. And I had one like the last half hour of this podcast, and it's just like, yes, <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> that that's you. That's you. I've been drinking water, yeah. and that's it. Makes sense. I had a cigar. The cigar ended a while ago. <laughs> I ate. Eight too. Yeah, that's <laughs> gross. Because well. I got hungry at one point. And I was like, I was like, I can't wait till more. I can't wait till like I get to work in the morning because I don't get up early enough for that. So I was like, I can't wait to get to work. I'm too hungry. I was like, I have something now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm done because I got to go to bed and I got to get like yeah, four showers let's wrap this up for sure. So, so we finally did it. We knew it was going to be long. Yep. All right. This has yeah. been top plays. And our, our this has been a great episode. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, our <laughs> highly anticipated albums of the year that we've been talking yeah. about for weeks now. We finally did it. So, yeah, uh, it'll yeah. be enjoy it. It's it's great. <laughs> and yeah. listen to the records. That's that's how I went in. Yes. If you've not listened to one of the records um, that we've talked about tonight, go give it a listen. Just just see what you like. And you know, we don't have to listen to the whole thing. Maybe listen to the first half of the record and see what you think of it. Um, some that we've talked about require more than one listen to spend some time with it. But yeah, uh, expand your musical horizons. People do it. Yeah, for sure. Top plays. Maybe these will be some of your top plays after you listen to them as well. So yeah, we will be, when we are back, we'll be back in our regular format of half of it being sports and half of it being music. But uh, thank you for enjoying our albums of the year with us. And we will talk to y'all soon. Laters. Good night.